ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today then we're on Fadlul Hamdi wal Adillatu alayhi min al-Qur'an al-Kareem. The virtues of the statement Alhamdulillah and the evidences for it from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Tanawaltu fima sabaqa fadla kalimati al-Tawheedi la ilaha illa Allah Previously, we covered the statement La ilaha illallah and we covered the statement Subhanallah. So now then it moves on to the statement Alhamdulillah because you remember the four statements that were beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the statement of La ilaha illallah, the statement of Subhanallah and Alhamdulillah and Allahu Akbar. So here he mentions, فَقَدِفْتَتَحَ سُبْحَانَهُ كِتَابَهُ الْقُرْآنَ الْكَرِيمَ بِالْحَمْدِ one of the things that you'll notice then is that the Qur'an opens up with the Hamd. Right at the beginning of the Qur'an is Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So the Qur'an opens up with the Hamd, with the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَافْتَتَحَ بَعْضَ الصُّورِ وَبَعْضُ الصُّورِ فِيهِ بِالْحَمْدِ And also certain other chapters in the Qur'an open up with the statement Alhamdulillah or the praise of Allah. For example, at the beginning of Surah Al-An'am, Alhamdulillah الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَجَعَلَ الظُّلُمَاتِ وَالنُّورِ ثُمَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِرَبِّهِمْ يَعْدِلُونَ So the beginning of Surah Al-An'am is with Alhamdulillah. All praises to Allah. And also at the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf, when Allah says, Alhamdulillahi الَّذِي أَنزَلَ عَلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ الْكِتَابِ وَلَمْ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ عِوَجًا So Surah Al-Kaf also opens up with Alhamdulillah. Surah Al-Sabah also opens up with it Alhamdulillah الَّذِي لَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ Also, 
at the beginning of Fatir. Alhamdulillahi Fatir al-Samawati wal-Ard Ja'ilil Malaikati Rusula Uli Ajnihatim Mathna wa Thulatha wa Ruba' So Surat Fatir also opens up with Alhamdulillah. So these are examples these are examples of chapters of the Qur'an opening up with the statement Alhamdulillah. Not only is it the Qur'an itself with Al-Fatiha at the start, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, but also these other chapters mentioned there where they begin with the Hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at their opening stages. Also, iftataha khalqahu bilhamd, that the creation of Allah, when Allah mentions the creation, then it is associated with that praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, when Allah says in Al-An'am, Alhamdulillahi alladhi khalaqa samawati, that all praise is to Allah, the one who created the heavens and the earth and made the darkness and the light. So that praise of Allah, it is there in connection to the beginning of creation, to the creation of that creation. وَاخْتَتَمَهُ بِالْحَمْدِ فَقَالَ بَعْدَمَا ذَكَرَ مَآلَ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ وَأَهْلِ النَّارِ And then also, the ending, the conclusion is with the hamd of Allah. The opening and the creation was upon the hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the closing affair, after Allah mentions the end result of the people of paradise, and the people of hellfire, it is also closed off with the hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it mentions, وَتَرَى الْمَلَائِكَةَ حَافِينَ مِنْ حَوْلِ الْعَرْشِ يُسَبِّحُونَ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَقِيلَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ that the judgment has been made between them upon truth, waqil, and it was said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So this is something mentioned at the beginning of creation, the creation of the heavens and the earth, connected to and associated to Allah, being the one deserving of all of the praise. And then at the end, in the conclusion, it is also mentioned when the judgment has been done and the people of paradise go to their end result and the people of hellfire go to their end result. Then you also have Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And there are other ayat where this is mentioned. Qala ta'ala إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ يَهْدِيهِمْ رَبُّهُمْ بِإِيمَانِهِمْ 
تجري من تحتهم الأنهار في جنات النعيم دعواهم فيها سبحانك اللهم وتحيتهم فيها سلام وآخر دعواهم أن الحمد لله رب العالمين يونس آية نمبر 10 Look at the end وآخر دعواهم And the last of their call or their statement is أن الحمد لله رب العالمين That all praise be due to Allah the Lord of all of creation فَالْحَمْدُ لَهُ سُبْحَانَهُ أَوَّلُهُ وَآخِرُ So the praise is to Allah from the beginning and the end. From the beginning to the end, all of it is the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ أي فِي جَمِيعِ مَا خَلَقَ وَمَا هُوَ خَالِقَ so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praiseworthy from the first of the affair to the last of the affair, to everything that Allah created, then all of the praise is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon all of the creation and all of the affairs. وَهُوَ اللَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا لَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ وَلَهُ الْحُكْمُ وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ That He is Allah. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُ There is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Him. لَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ For Him is that praise in the first and in the last. وَلَهُ الْحُكْمُ وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ and to him is the command and the ruling, and to him you will return. In another ayah, Alhamdulillahi alladhi lahu ma fi al-samawati wa ma fi al-ard, wa lahu alhamdu fi al-akhirah, wa huwa al-hakim al-khabir. That all praises to Allah, the one to whom belongs to him what is in the heavens and in the earth, and to him is the praise in the afterlife also, in the what comes after, what comes in the end. So all the praise is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the beginning to the end. It is mentioned, فَهُوَ سُبْحَانَهُ الْمَحْمُودِ فِي ذَلِكَ كُلِّهِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is praiseworthy in all of the affairs. And that's what the hamd means. When you say alhamdulillah, it means that you are praising Allah with every type of praise. Jami'ul mahamid. Every type of praise, then it is deserving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the meaning of alhamdulillah. That you praise Allah المحامد, with all forms of the praise. They are deserving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَهَذِهِ النُّصُوصُ دَالَّةٌ عَلَى شُمُولِ حَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَهُ لِخَلْقِهِ وَأَمْرِهِ 
So these texts, they indicate the comprehensive nature of the praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for His creation and for His command, for everything that Allah has done in the creation, what Allah has created, what Allah has commanded, then Allah is deserving of praise upon all of that. وَعِنْدَ الْأَمْرِ وَشَرْعِ And in terms of the command and the legislation, وَحَمِدَ نَفْسَهُ عَلَى رُبُوبِيَّتِهِ لِلْعَالَمِينَ And there is praise upon Allah in regards to His rububiyyah, that Allah created all of the creation, Allah preserves all of the creation, Allah sustains all of the creation, Allah sends down the rain and the provisions for all of the creation, then upon all of those affairs, Allah gives life and death, and controls everything which occurs, all of these matters of a rububiyyah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praiseworthy upon them, and also, Allah is praiseworthy in terms of al-uluhiyyah. He alone is the one deserving of all of the worship. He alone is the one deserving of all worship, whether from the heart or upon the tongue or upon the limbs. Then all of that worship is to be singled out to Allah and Allah is praiseworthy upon that. He is the only one deserving of that. Whereas all other so-called deities, they are all false deities. And they are not deserving of that worship and they are not deserving of praise. And also, من اتخاذ الولد والشريك وموالات أحد من خلقه لحاجته إليه. Also, Allah is praiseworthy upon the fact that He is not in need of anything or anyone in creation, and praiseworthy upon the fact that there is no deficiency attributed to Him. So, for example. Allah has no son, has no partner, has no equal, has no one that he is dependent upon or requires anything from. Then all of that is therefore a praiseworthiness of Allah. <coughs> that he is not in need of anyone and has no requirement from anyone and does not have any partner or any son or any family Allah is the one and alone and does not have any characteristics of deficiency that can be associated or attached to Him. He has the names and attributes of perfection, of beauty. And so this is also from the means of praise to Allah. In the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 111, وَقُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي لَمْ يَتَّخِذْ وَلَدًا وَلَمْ يَكُلَّهُ شَرِيكٌ 
فِالْمُلْكِ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ وَلِيٌّ مِنَ الذُّلِّ وَكَبِّرْهُ تَكْبِيرًا Say, all the praise is to Allah, the one who did not take any son, and he does not have any partner or equal in his kingdom and dominion. And he does not have any one that he is in need of or in requirement of for any affair. وَكَبِّرْهُ تَكْبِيرًا And so, if that is the case with Allah, كَبِّرْهُ تَكْبِيرًا Then mention the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has not taken a son he does not have any participant or equal or partner in his kingdom. He does not have anyone that he must rely upon or require anything from. Then certainly he is therefore the one deserving of great praise. Also in some ayat, it mentions the praise of Allah. فَلِلَّهِ الْحَمْدُ رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَرَبِّ الْأَرْضِ وَرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Praise is to Allah, the Lord of the heavens, and the Lord of the earth, and the Lord of everything in creation. That is certainly the one who deserves the praise, the one who is the Lord of the heavens, and the Lord of the earth, and the Lord of everything in creation. وَلَهُ الْكِبْرِيَاءُ الْكِبْرِيَاءُ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ And he is the one who has that greatness in the heavens and in the earth. Nobody is greater than Allah. He is the one with that ultimate greatness in the heavens and in the earth. وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has praised himself. Upon everything in creation from the first to the last. And that Allah preserves all of the creation and sustains and provides for the creation and gives life and death to the creation. Then all of that is from the perp or the reasons for the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this point of praising Allah, alhamdulillah, has been mentioned in the Qur'an in over 40 places. In over 40 places, 4-0. In over 40 places in the Qur'an, min akthar, or fi akthari min arba'ina mawdi'an. In more than 40 places in the Qur'an, jumi'a fi ba'adhiha asbabu alhamd, wa fi ba'adhiha dhukirat asbabuhu mufassalah. In some of those ayat, the reasons for Allah to be praised are all combined. And in some of those ayat, the details are specified regarding the praise of Allah and why He is to be praised. So from amongst the ayat, where they broadly and generally explain all of the reason in one, as to why Allah is the one to be praised, is at the beginning of the Qur'an as an example, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. 
that all praises to Allah, the Lord of all of mankind. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, uh, the Lord of everything in creation. Al-Alameen is kullu ma siwa Allah. Everything besides Allah, all of the creation. Allah is the Lord of it all. So here that's a general reasoning encompassing every reason within that. That Allah is the one deserving of the praise because He is the one who is the Lord of everything in creation that exists. Another ayah, Al-Qasas number 70, is another example of that broad and general reasoning as to why Allah is deserving of the praise. لَهُ الْحَمْدُ فِي الْأُولَى وَالْآخِرَةِ That for him is the praise from the first and the last, meaning encompassing everything, all of the creation, everything from the first to the last, for him is the praise. And also in Sabah at the beginning, أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي لَهُ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ that all praises to Allah, the one to whom belongs the heavens or everything that is in the heavens and in the earth. So when a person thinks about all of these ayat that are giving you the general reasons as to why Allah, your creator, is the one deserving of praise. He is the one who is the Lord of everything that exists. He is the one deserving of praise from the first to the last of the affair, from the beginning to the end and all of the creation. He is the one deserving of the praise and he is the one who controls everything in the heavens and the earth. So he is the one deserving of the praise. Then there are specific reasons in the Quran why Allah is deserving of the praise. One example of that is in Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 43. وَقَالُوا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي هَدَانَا لِهَذَا وَمَا كُنَّا لِنَهْتَدِيَ لَوْلَا أَنْ هَدَانَ اللَّهِ And say, O praises to Allah, the one who guided us to this. And we would not have been guided was it not for the guidance of Allah. So that is a specific reason to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fact that Allah gave you guidance. Guidance to the truth. Guidance to the upright way. That is a specific reason that Allah is deserving of the praise. And also... For the fact that they therefore enter into paradise. That Allah guided us to the straight path and therefore guided us to paradise. That's the meaning. So Allah is deserving of the praise upon that, that He guided the believers to the truth and ultimately guided them therefore into paradise. Also, Allah is praised due to the aid and support and victory that He gives to the believers over the non-believers. 
There are many examples also where it mentions how Allah aids and supports the believers over the non-believers and Allah is to be praised upon that. So for example, in Al-Mu'minun 28, فَقُلِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ الَّذِي نَجَّانَا مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ So say, Alhamdulillah to the one who saved us from the oppressive people. Say, Alhamdulillah, all praises to Allah, the one who saved us from the wrongdoers, from the zalimin, from the wrongdoers, from the oppressors, from the disbelievers, from the enemies. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is praised upon that victory and aid and support and help that He gives to the believers and the safety and the security that He gives to the believers from harms. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically is praised upon the blessing of tawheed and sincerity that He has guided the believers to. Tawheed and sincerity. That Allah has blessed you with tawheed and sincerity, then that is a specific reasoning for the praise of Allah. فَدْعُوهُ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ أَلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِ So praise Him sincerely. مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ With sincerity in your religion, sincerity in your actions, and all praises to Allah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So the blessing of Tawheed and sincerity that a person has been guided to in worshipping Allah alone upon that Tawheed and upon that sincerity, then this is all from the means of or the reasons behind praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, that a person is blessed with a child. Blessed with children is a means of praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Qur'an it mentions in Surah Ibrahim 39, Alhamdulillahi alladhi wahaba li ala al-kibari Ismaila wa Ishaq, inna rabbi lasami'u al-du'a. That all praises to Allah, the one who granted me, bestowed upon me in my old age, Ismail and Ishaq. Ibrahim alayhi salam praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All praises to Allah, the one who granted me and bestowed upon me in my old age, Ismail and Ishaq. Indeed, my Lord is the one who answers the dua who hears the du'a and answers the du'a. Also, upon the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an to us, revealed that revelation to us, His speech, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within it, His guidance and mercy for mankind, that is a reason to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillahi alladhi anzala ala abdihi al-kitab 
وَلَمْ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ عِوَجَا At the beginning of Al-Kahf. That all praises to Allah, the one who revealed upon his servant the book. Allah revealed the book, the revelation, the Qur'an, upon his servant, وَلَمْ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ عِوَجَا And there is nothing that is crooked or bent or out of being mustaqim within it. So that is another reason for the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those are some examples in the Qur'an, highlighting general ayat for the praise of Allah and specific ayat for the praise of Allah. Then it mentions here Al-Hamid, Al-Hamid, from Al-Hamd, the one who is praised, Al-Hamid, is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Hamid is one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ هَذَا الْإِسْمِ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ فِي أَكْثَرَ مِنْ خَمْسَةَ عَشَرَ مَوْضِعًا And that's a name which has been mentioned in the Qur'an more than 15 times. وَرَدَ فِي الْقُرْآنِ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ خَمْسَةَ عَشَرَ مَوْضِعًا In more than 15 places in the Qur'an, it has been mentioned. Minha qawluhu ta'ala From those places is the statement of Allah Ya ayyuhan nasu antumul fuqara'u ila Allah Wallahu huwal ghaniyul hamid Wallahu huwal ghaniyul hamid Allah, He is Al-Ghani, the self-sufficient, who does not require anyone, and He is Al-Hamid, the praiseworthy one. So that is one example of the name of Allah being mentioned in the Qur'an, Al-Hamid, and there are many like that in Surah Al-Baqarah, وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ Again mentioning it there. And in Al-Luqman, Surah Luqman 26, لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْغَنِيُّ الْحَمِيدِ So the name of Allah, Al-Hamid, is mentioned in the Qur'an in many places. And so the name Abdul Hamid is possible for a person. فَهُوَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى الْحَمِيدِ فِي ذَاتِهِ وَأَسْمَائِهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ وَفْعَالِهِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Hamid, the one who is praiseworthy in His names, in His attributes, in His actions. فَهُوَ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى الْمُسْتَحِقُّ لِكُلِّ حَمْدٍ وَمَحَبَّةٍ وَثَنَاءٍ لِمَا اتَّصَفَ بِهِ مِنْ صِفَاتِ الْحَمْدِ الَّتِي هِيَ صِفَةُ الْجَمَالِ وَالْجَلَالِ So Allah the Most High, He is deserving of every praise and love 
due to what he is attributed with from the attributes of praise and the beautiful and magnificent attributes and because of what he has bestowed and blessed the creation with. Those are all examples and reasons as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is deserving of this praise. So there you have multiple ayat telling you about Alhamd. That there are several ayat where they open up with Alhamd. There are other ayat where it's mentioned within them. There are ayat that mention the name of Allah Al-Hamid. And this all indicates the greatness of this statement, Alhamdulillah. That Allah is the one who is deserving of every type of praise. Then, what are the evidences in the sunnah indicating the virtue of Alhamd? وَكَمَا أَنَّ الْقُرْآنَ الْكَرِيمَ قَدْ دَلَّ عَلَى فَضْلِ الْحَمْدِ وَعِظَمِ شَأْنِهِ بِأَنْوَاعٍ كَثِيرَةٍ مِنَ الْأَدِلَّةِ سَبَقَ الْإِشَارَةُ إِلَى طَرَفٍ مِنْهَا فَكَذَلِكَ سُنَّةُ مَلِيئَةٌ بِذِكْرِ الْأَدِلَّةِ عَلَى فَضْلِ الْحَمْدِ وَعِظَمِ شَأْنِهِ So just like the Qur'an has many evidences indicating the greatness of Alhamdulillah, of the praise of Allah, then the sunnah also is filled with many narrations and a hadith talking about the virtues and the uh, great benefits and the greatness of the statement Alhamdulillah. Wa مَا يَتَرَتَّبُ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ الْفَوَائِدِ وَالثِّمَارِ وَالْفَضَائِلِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَنَبِيُّنَا صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ هُوَ صَاحِبُ لِوَاءِ الْحَمْدِ وَهَذِي مَفْخَرَةٌ عَظِيمَةٌ وَمَكَانَةٌ رَفِيعَةٌ حَظِيَّ بِهَا صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَمْ عَلَيْهِ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, he is the flag bearer of the praise Liwa'ul Hamdi, he says, Biyadi Liwa'ul Hamdi wala fakhr. In my hand will be the flag of the praise to Allah, meaning that he has the leadership in that affair. Wala fakhr, and there is no pride in that. But this is the example being given. Ana Sayyidu waladi Adama yawma al qiyamah. وَلَا فَخَرُ وَبِيَدِ لِوَاءُ الْحَمْدِ وَلَا فَخَرُ وَمَا مِن نَبِيٍّ يَوْمَ إِذٍ آدَمْ فَمَنْ سِوَاهُ إِلَّا تَحْتَ لِوَائِي وَأَنَا أَوَّلُ شَافِعْ وَأَوَّلُ مُشَفَّعْ وَلَا فَخَرُ And he mentions that there is no one from the Prophet on that day, from Adam alayhi salam and those after him, except that they will be under his banner. Under the banner of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam upon the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith it mentions, أَوَّلُ مَنْ يُدْعَى إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ الْحَمَّادُونَ الَّذِينَ يَحْمَدُونَ اللَّهِ يَحْمَدُونَ اللَّهَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ 
the first people, it's mentioned in this narration, but the narration does have weakness within it. But the narration states that the first of the people who are called to paradise, they are the ones who praise Allah in times of happiness or difficulty. It's a narration that is mentioned with some weakness in its chain, and the narration would indicate upon its meaning the virtue of the statement, Alhamdulillah. So even if the actual narration cannot be verified as authentic in its wording, generally speaking it is an indication upon the virtue of Alhamdulillah. And there are other examples from the companions, examples from other hadith, where it mentions the virtues of Alhamdulillah. In a hadith, the hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, radiyallahu anhu, he says, قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم, That the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said, إِذَا مَاتَ وَلَدُ الْعَبْدِ قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ لِمَلَائِكَتِهِ When the child of a servant dies, Allah says to his angels, قَبَضْتُمْ وَلَدَ عَبْدِ You have taken the soul of the child of my servant. فَيَقُولُونَ نَعَمْ They say yes. فَيَقُولُ So he says, قَبَضْتُمْ ثَمَرَةَ فُؤَادِهِ فَيَقُولُونَ نَعَمْ فَيَقُولُ مَاذَا قَالَ عَبْدِي Then it is said, you have taken the fruit of his heart, and they say yes, and then he says, what did my servant say? That person whose child died, what did that person say? What did that servant say? In the narration it says that the angels say, فَيَقُولُونَ حَمِدَكَ وَاسْتَرْجَعَ فَيَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى إِبْنُوا لِعَبْدِي بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَسَمُّوهُ بَيْتَ الْحَمْدِ It mentions here that the servant, he praised you. Praised you and returned all the might and power back to you. Praised you and submitted to your decree and affirmed the might and power is to you. Praised you. So then Allah says, Build for my servant a house in paradise. Build for my servant a house in paradise and name it the house of Alhamd. Name it the house of Alhamd. And this is a narration in the Sunan of a Tirmidhi declared authentic by a Shaykh Al Albani in the checking of it. Fahada. حَمِدَ اللَّهَ عَلَى الضَّرَّ فَنَالَ بِحَمْدِهِ هَذِهِ الرُّتْبَةَ الْعُلْيَةَ or الْعَلِيَّةَ So the person, he praised Allah in time of difficulty. His child died, and yet he praised Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that time of difficulty. And so as a consequence, he receives an elevated status. He receives an elevated status. لَكِنْ كَيْفَ يَبْلُغُ الْعَبْدُ هَذِهِ الْمَنْزِلَةِ وَكَيْفَ يَصِلُ إِلَى هَذِهِ الدَّرَجَةِ And how can a servant get to that level though? 
How can you get to the level where even in times of difficulty you still praise Allah? Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, Alhamdu ala dharra yujibuhu mashhadan. There are two things that will necessitate from you or get you to a position where you praise Allah even in the times of difficulty. Firstly, ilm al-abdi bi anna Allah subhanahu mustawjibun lidhalika mustahiqun lahu binafsihi فَإِنَّهُ أَحْسَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَهُ وَأَتْقَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ الْخَبِيرُ الرَّحِيمُ Firstly, that a servant realizes and understands that it is necessitated for Allah. And Allah is deserving of it. Because Allah has created everything and perfected everything and given the goodness to everything and Allah is the all knowledgeable of everything so in all affairs even in times of difficulty you know then that Allah is still deserving of your praise and secondly ilmuhu bi anna ikhtiyar Allah li abdihi al-mu'min khayrun min ikhtiyarihi li nafsihi that a servant, he realizes that what Allah has chosen for him is better than what the servant chooses for himself. And so if there is some difficulty that has been decreed for a person, he knows that this is what Allah has decreed upon him, and what Allah has chosen for him is better than what he chooses for himself. So again, he praises Allah in that circumstance. And the hadith is very clear. وَالَّذِي نَفْسِي بِيَدِهِ لَا يَقْضِ اللَّهُ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ قَضَاءً إِلَّا كَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ That by Allah, the one whose my soul is in his hand, Allah does not decree a decree, any decree for a believer, except that there is goodness in it for him. وَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ لِأَحَدٍ إِلَّا لِلْمُؤْمِنِ And that does not occur for anyone except a believer. إِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ صَرَّاءَ شَكَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ if some goodness comes to that servant, then he thanks Allah, and so that is good for him. وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ صَبَرَ فَكَانَ خَيْرًا لَهُ And if some difficulty or harm comes to him, he's patient. He is patient, and that is therefore good for him also. فَأَخْبَرَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّ كُلَّ قَضَاءٍ يَقْضِيهِ اللَّهِ لِلْمُؤْمِنِ الَّذِي يَصْبِرُ عَلَى الْبَلَاءِ وَيَشْكُرُ عَلَى صَرَّاءِ Therefore, every decree that is decreed for a believer, and the believer is patient upon it if it is a difficulty, or thanks Allah if it is an ease and goodness and happiness, then in those circumstances, both of those circumstances, it will be good for that person. That's where we'll conclude on for today with that narration there, or that statement of Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah there. And we'll resume by mentioning some more of the virtues of Alhamdulillah. And then we'll talk about the sunnah in terms of when exactly are you supposed to say Alhamdulillah. Are there certain times, certain situations when you're supposed to say Alhamdulillah We'll get to that next week then, insha'Allah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.
there's any questions or anything you can ask now. Ustad, mm. uh, I checked uh, uh, of uh, Abu Dawood, uh, Hadith number 748, which mentions about uh, raising the hands only once in the prayer. The Hadith of Abdullah ibn Masood radiallahu anhu, it has been graded as Sahih by Sheikh Nasiruddin al-Albani. So are there two methods of performing the Salah in which uh, we do Rafulia Dehan and the other Hanafi no, because the other narrations, they cannot be rejected. If you say that you only raise your hands once in the prayer, that means you have to reject all the other narrations that indicate raising the hands in the other places in the prayer too. You, uh, you cannot reject all the other narrations. There's a narration that says every time the Prophet went up and down, he would raise his hands and say the takbir. So then how are you going to reject all of those other narrations and say there's no Rafi'i then? This is something that some of the people have, it's as though it is their number one priority in aqidah or something. That they think it, you differentiate between people upon the basis of whether they raise their hands in the prayer or not. This is a fiqh issue. And we never debate with the Hanafis or other people on this issue. Many of the Hanafis, they have big problems in aqidah because they do not follow the aqidah of Imam Abu Hanifa. They don't even follow the aqidah of Imam Abu Hanifa. And they want to argue with you about Rafa al-Yadain. Say to them, when you follow the aqidah of Imam Abu Hanifa as well as his fiqh, then we'll discuss and we'll talk. But if you're going to reject the aqidah of Imam Abu Hanifa and just pick and mix and take his fiqh, then you're not even followers of Imam Abu Hanifa. Why are you calling yourself Hanafi? So any person who wants to come and debate with you with these kinds of issues and talk about these evidences, Rafa al-Yadain and these affairs, those people firstly tell them, you are not Hanafi in the first place. You do not follow the aqidah of Imam Abu Hanifa. How can you only take his fiqh and abandon his aqidah? When you take everything from Imam Abu Hanifa and you truly are Hanafi, then we'll discuss and we'll talk about the positions of Imam Abu Hanifa. But to discuss Raf Ali Adain and to abandon all of the aqidah and go to deviated aqidah that Imam Abu Hanifa was not upon, then that makes no sense to discuss and go into debates on those issues with them in the first place. Uh, so if a person deliberately uh, leaves Raful Adain, is his salah valid? Because the salah is valid. Leaving Raful Adain does not invalidate the prayer of a person. It's not from the arkan or the wajibat as such. But a person who abandons that is abandoning a sunnah of the prayer. And the Prophet said, Sallu kama usalli, Pray as you have seen me pray. So the person's prayer will be deficient. Their prayer will be deficient and they won't have the complete reward if they don't do the Rafa Ali Adain. And uh, my second, I had a second question, Ustad. Uh, is it uh, for the one wife uh, to do the household chores? And if she doesn't do it, what is the sh- uh, ruling of shari- Sharia on it? It is the obligation upon the wife to look after the affairs of the household and it's the obligation of the husband to look after the affairs of the finances, the house itself, the clothing, the food, those kinds of things. The husband has to provide them and as for the affairs of the home, then yes, the wife looks after those matters. If she doesn't do that, she refuses to take care of these matters then it's not befitting and she's not doing something which is correct. It would be considered a sin if the husband, he's looking after all his responsibilities, he's bringing the income in, he's looking after 
the finances for the house and the bills and the clothes and the food, he's doing all of that and she refuses to even look after the house, then it would be considered a sin she's not obeying her husband and she's not fulfilling her responsibilities. There are very good books that you can learn the aqidah of Al-Imam Abu Hanifa and uh, other scholars from one of the famous books of aqidah is Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyah by, or the, uh, you can use the explanation of Ibn Abi Izz Al-Hanafi. He was Hanafi himself who did the explanation of it and Al-Imam Al-Tahawi was the author of it. So a Hanafi who wants to learn the Hanafi aqidah then you should look and study the book Al-Aqidah Al-Tahawiyah and read the explanation of Ibn Al-Izz Al-Hanafi, not the explanations that other imams make up these days. Read the actual original explanation of Ibn Al-Izz Al-Hanafi. Read those explanations and you'll see the Aqidah of Ahl-Sunnah, the Aqidah of the Hanafis. Alright, we'll uh, conclude upon that for today. Oh, go on, last one. After the prayer, uh, I came across, I read something last week where obviously it normally says 33, 33, 33. I read one where it says, the Allahu Akbar, you do it 34 times. I've not come across it before, I just want to know if that's. It's valid. Uh, it is one of the variations which is authentic. Okay. Yeah. It's valid. Mm. Alright, we'll resume next week, inshallah ta'ala. Okay.